0: This is the Prepare for Battle podcast. An on-Earth conversation with Aaron and Sharon either represent the human spirit in an attack from an automated, digitally-generated, algorithmic-driven machine in the digital battlefield that is our business reality. So fire up your business motivers, dial in your crown chakras, and connect at ready for these mega-downloads. This week's episode in 3, 2, 1. So, let's just start from the top. All right. So, you've got here that is money an endless pit of never getting it yeah um does it feel
1: not. does it feel like that to you sometimes
0: um yeah absolutely wh when i've when I've got a handful of clients that just haven't paid, it's like, wait a minute, if everyone paid you know i'd be I'd be rolling in it right now i'd have to um I'd have to make some declarations
1: well, that's the thing, isn't it? People just don't pay
0: because they don't want to
1: uh i think it's I think it's a range of things um, a bit of a culture type thing that i 've found in some industries, like the trades industry. Um, I worked um, for a synthetic grass company a couple of years ago, and that was a huge eye opener because what I found out was that no one paid their invoices, and the owner of the business struggled to get wages. sometimes the guys wouldn 't get paid. Mm. And they would run bills up at their their local um, Kennard's hire place yep. because they'd have to hire out all this equipment so they could do the work. And I'm I'm not talking about hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars. It was forty thousand dollars worth of hire debt. Yeah. And then they'd wonder why they couldn't get any any more hire.
0: Well, they got to keep going. I mean, they they got to keep getting new jobs, and they have got to keep bringing the, the, the you know the, the guys back to work. And it's it's a shame. It's a shame they put themselves in that position. But I can understand why they can't stop, and like why they would they would need to keep you know keep hiring gear and moving other jobs and and having. I mean, all the take all it would take would be one big job, a non-paying job, to put them under.
1: Exactly, small business. Um- you know, they've got to have that cash flow coming in. And because he didn't, he'd be waiting on an invoice and, and then telling everyone they'll get paid on this day and then the invoice didn't get paid on that day. And so he's constantly spending his time yeah. Um, saying, yeah, I'm going to pay you, I'll pay you, I'm waiting to get paid. And I thought if one person would just pay, then it would get the ball rolling. Yeah. But it seems like, I don't know, They they just... Don't do it.
0: Well, it, it all comes back to that one person and where do they get their money from? Well, yeah. So, I, I I mean, I like this kind of topic because it's interesting the way that our whole money system is set up. And I think it might have been in the U.S. that I saw that. I mean, this is particular when they're going through, Um, it, it, I think it was only last year. I, for some reason, I'm getting 2008 mixed up with 2020. Is that weird? I'm kind of I can't remember where what connected to what, but it's a, it was only
1: a only a twelve year difference.
0: Yeah, but I mean it was like a, it's a crisis <laughs> difference. Was it the first crisis or the second crisis? Oh
1: right, yeah, okay. Was yeah. it
0: was it the um was it the man made crisis or the the other crisis potentially well, man made? Who knows? Um, so yeah. they're going through crisis and the government's bailing out all these all these companies. And in, in because the, I mean, the company's got thousands of employees and it's like, I mean, it's not really a bailout. I mean, they use that word, but the the company's asking the, the government for money to pay for their people so that people can be that one guy and pay the next guy so that, you know, so the economy can keep, keep the wheels lubricated with money. Um, but the problem is... Um, it, it looks like that, and it's not just the US, but all countries are increasing the money supply at like an astronomical rate, including Australia. And what, and when they, when they increase the money supply, all of a sudden people get really, really happy because things like the real estate market goes up and that secondhand car they're driving around all of a sudden holds its value a lot better. Um, but what, what they don't realise is that when you go to the shops to buy milk and eggs and, and meat... All of a sudden, you're not paying $15 a kilo for your for your blade steak. All of a sudden, it's like 30 bucks a kilo. But they just make smaller portions, so you still you're still paying more, but you don't notice. All of a sudden, you're not buying meat for the week. You're buying meat for that one meal. That that kind of situation. So, yeah, it's it's like at the moment because of the the that one guy that needs to get paid and the government doing their doing their meddling, um, it seems like we're all losing because we're losing the purchasing power of our money. All of a sudden, we can't buy as much. I mean, just just look at young families trying to buy a house at the moment. It's it's out of control. Everyone's buying one. Well, the people that can are, because it looks like a casino. Like, the house prices is just skyrocketing. Yeah, yeah. So there's even less money. It's like a vicious cycle of, of just less money, because everyone's getting deeper and deeper in debt, and their weekly and monthly payments are going up. So... Poor old Paulie that, that owes Kennards. He's he's like, he, he has to pay his employees. He has to pay his guys. Otherwise, they can't pay their, their mortgages. And and meanwhile, he's caught in the middle because it's a guy that's got the big mortgage, just got his lawn done, just got the pergola put on the back and can't pay. It's, uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of, it's, it's like being it's like being in a fight and you, you're being choked, but in a nice way. It's happening very slowly. You know, as you slowly see the lights dimming, I'm not sure it's, what's going to happen
1: it's a crazy it's a crazy situation really and i you know those sorts of things make my brain hurt most of the time you know i I like to look at the basics and and what do I need today um to get through my day and try not to think about money too much at all, which when you're in business um it's all about money, and it's all about that profit that you've got yep. to make. And um, and I've I've struggled with that a lot over my life because I would much prefer to just give it, which is which isn't a good uh, place to be in business. Well, I would,
0: n- not in our, not in our financial system.
1: No, because there are things that need to be paid, but there's always something that needs to be paid, and I guess that's where that s- sort of cycle comes from, you know, where where you're waiting on someone to pay you so you can pay someone else and on it goes and on it goes. There's always going to be a bill that's going to come in and it's set up that way so that we have to pay for electricity and just some basic things. Um, You know, when when I think about the basics of what you need, water, like that drops from the sky freely, but somehow we end up paying for water.
0: Yeah. You know. Well, well, it's all it's all a big board game and it's been set up and, and we're on it. You know, money money makes the world go round. But for who? who who's the one that's in the middle? Well, I also
1: think it's a, a form of control. Like that's how we're controlled because if there wasn't a monetary component to it, then you wouldn't be – what am I trying to say? If there wasn't a monetary component to, say, services – that we need, then we're not pushed personally to go and do certain things so that we can meet that
0: yeah. requirement. Well, back in one of the early episodes where you're talking about um, working in a particular role in government and understanding what was required to hire people, and you were saying that when, you, when you're when going through the interview process, as soon as they knew that you had a mortgage and a car repayment, and you know you had a couple kids, and all of a sudden you, they're like, oh, this person's going nowhere. That's um, right. They got the job because they, 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 they're bolted in.
1: That's right. They're, they're committed financially, so they have to go to work. It doesn't matter how bad you treat them or speak to them or, um, you know, make them do dirty jobs. They're gonna do it.
0: See you on Monday. Have a good weekend. <laughs> Two days of escape and then you're back.
1: But these days it's there's so much choice with the with the internet and being able to, you know, sell online and anything really. Um it's changed everything because you can yeah, you know, you can please yourself to a to a degree, um, as long as the stuff that you're selling is selling then you know it's going to be it's going to be a better place to be for yourself rather than having to go into a job and sit next to people you don't like or don't know
0: yeah well yeah well that's that's the other thing it's like i'm all about the side hustle and you know getting the skills and then being able to pimp those skills out you know after hours or on the weekend or when you can or even just having that accessible from when you are between jobs so you can keep the wheels turning. Um, but I've also noticed another way of quick cash is being able to sell stuff secondhand on like Facebook Marketplace or Gumtree, eBay. Like this this is all... Like it's, it's a big... It's I mean, it's, it's a, everyone does it. You know, you get rid of your stuff you don't need. You just sell it. The thing is, everything's so cheap. Like when I jump on Facebook Marketplace, I'm, I'm addicted just to scrolling through all the good stuff that's like... So I'm cheap. addicted.
1: I'm totally addicted. I'm, you know, all the, the deals. P- yeah.
0: I'm looking at box trailers and caravans. I live in an apartment. I got a, one car park downstairs. I don't know why I'm looking at this stuff.
1: Oh, because I am. I need a box trailer for my wood.
0: <laughs> well, I saw a good one for five hundred bucks. Oh. No rust. Yep, I looked good. I almost called my dad. Said you got to get on that. Is it up there? <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember where it was, but it was just uh, it would have been local. You know, I don't you know not travel too far, but I mean this is this is what people do. They need they need quick cash so they can pay someone, and they look at like you know what haven't I used and what do I need to get rid of. I mean even even my wife he's looking at going through her own old clothes and going I could you know I've got I've got heaps of stuff here I can sell. Should I go down to you know down to the charity market? And I'm thinking, I mean you, you, people people go to markets as a kid yeah. i didn't I didn't really see very many markets growing up, but all of a sudden there's markets everywhere
1: yeah markets markets are a a big money spinner, especially for cash, although these days you can pay by card with just about any vendor unless you live out where I am um they don't they don't really have that yet
0: I'm talking about that what is it i mean you're not you're not that far out i mean you what, you're only what an hour and a half away from a capital city, yeah. But, but what what's the situation? What cash is king?
1: Yeah, pretty much it's old school still. Um, you know they'll they'll give you a cash price and they'll give you a invoice price still.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough.
1: You know most of them still smoke out here, which in the city, I mean you rarely see people smoke in the city. But um, yeah, you know and they're big drinkers out here and. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it. I'm moving to the country. <laughs> <laughs> a
1: lot of peaches out here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just like the idea of of just having a slower pace of of living, like more. Um, I mean, I like the idea of being more natural in general, but living in a city and 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 doing that is is more expensive.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it is. It definitely is. I mean, you spend more money on takeaway in the cities because it's accessible, whereas here there's no Uber where I am.
0: Yeah, I, you just pushed me into a thought. You know, I I'm very proud to say that I I helped cook for my second time tonight um, mm-hmm. because we've been eating out too much and it's I'm looking at my I'm looking at my my weekly budget going that's that's not maintainable. We've got okay. to we got to rein that in. Um, yeah, I mean you can't. I mean eating out it's just it's ridiculous. I mean, especially for a family.
1: In the city, I mean, the the, the prices are crazy, um, I think, anyway. But for me, I always look at a meal when I get a takeaway. Um, I make sure that I can, if I eat out, that I can get a takeaway for the other half of it so I get two meals out of one and things like that.
0: That's good thinking.
1: I mean, my Uber is going to the local pub where they do pretty good pizzas for a for a small town pub, um, and it's so big and it's so chock a block full of goodies that I can get four meals just out of that one pizza.
0: Sounds like a good pizza. It is pretty good, pretty good. I mean, to think that if, if I was to go for a pizza run here, I would I would need a minimum two pizzas, and you'd be you'd be lucky to be a, a couple slices left over. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, but I mean, looking at, I mean, I, I refer to like cost of living going up and purchasing power being down and how that, how that affects business. Um, and then how governments are trying to help people by giving different stimuluses to businesses and these interest free loans. And I mean, he, he being in Australia going through the whole, um, the whole situation, um, and all the, all the, the stimulus that the government was giving was just unreal with job keeper and job, something else job seeker. And I, I don't even know what they were. Um, but, it, it just seems like there was so much extra money flooded into the market that I mean the the effects the effects for businesses were was I think temporarily good but I mean everything just got so much more expensive and now now we're in a situation where um, well, the the Australian debt level or the the Australian government that borrowed money from the central bank and you wonder like where did that where did that whole situation come from like who who invented this this situation because we're in like a um, it's like a it's like a waterfall when there's less waterfall in than than what's getting put back into the system. So eventually it's going to seize up, and this is where you get all your, your tradies that are renting things and paying for labour and and all the bits that they have. There's there's plenty of jobs because the Australian government gave everyone that's got a house these um you know he's he's 50 grand he's 20 grand um you know go go to go to your house renovations because they know they've got to keep people working keep them busy mm-hmm. um but the, the problem is as soon as that stops you've got all these people that were really busy and now they're now they're not so their businesses have grown and they've racked up all this um all this debt with different different um hire companies or even like um i mean i'm just thinking all the accounts at Bunnings of all the all the parts Mm -hmm. you know all the pieces all the Mm. all the the resources that people have gone and and racked up um but there seems to be not enough money in the system to pay off the debt have you have you heard that that type of situation where if if we sold every single resource in the world like all the all the gold all the silver you know all the metals all the mining all everything that's in the earth if we pulled it all out and sold it it wouldn't cover the debt that the human race has created
1: wow no, I haven't heard that. Um, but I guess I'm not surprised by it.
0: Well, that, that's what makes me think we need we need a. This is I mean this is this is a classic Aaron going on a tangent. We need a new system. We need new money. And and I've really got big hopes in in cryptocurrency to do yeah. this.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, because it's 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 less to do with the unit of currency and more to do with the system of trade. So if if you and I can do business together and keep a like a track record of who owes who what, then we can start cancelling it out. And and where it's like if if you you know it's I mean simple simple math. If I owed you a hundred bucks and you owed me fifty bucks, let's just say that I owe you fifty bucks now. Yeah. Everything everything comes down. Um, uh, in, in a in a really in a really simple way. That's what cryptocurrency allows you to do
1: because okay. it's, I- it's
0: it's less to do with money and more to do with trading value.
1: Yes. And that's what business is all about, isn't it? I mean that's what they teach us in these courses is you know, your value. You're selling your value to another person. So I I don't know how cryptocurrency or bitcoin really works and I, I don't know if a lot of people do. Just yeah. that they hear just that they hear that oh, they overnight they've made millions of dollars or something like this something crazy and then you think well how does that work if this is a whole new money system how does that work so just you explaining that has given me a bit more insight into a basic um trade and that it's more value-based than i guess the old debt-based debt-based yeah and and, that, that, and that's the key and physical money actually because crypto and bitcoin are Aren't physical things, are they?
0: No, no, no. They're just they're just digits on a screen. But the, the thing is, when you talk about physical money, like th- those notes that we use, they're they're government tender that were produced by the central bank. So that is it's it's less to do with a, a representation of money and more a representation of debt. That, debt. That note that we have. So when you think that we're in a we're in a debt system, we need. We need debt, and I, I, I'm going to jump to one of your questions here about good debt, bad debt. Um,
1: but before good you debt, do, yeah. I just I just want to say I find it really fascinating that one little symbol or two, say two little symbols, and those being a plus or a minus sign can make or break your day.
0: Yep, yeah, that can happen.
1: And that's you know to me that's all it is. When when money was money, when I started working. Way back when you got a pay packet every week in your you know, inside it was your cash. So it was hold card um, cold hard cash. Yep. Uh, and then as banking and technology progresses, it then becomes these digits on a screen called a bank screen. Yeah. And depending on whether there's a plus next to your number or a minus next to that number, dictates the quality of your life.
0: Yeah, it's it's literally your freedom.
1: And I just find that fascinating.
0: Well, you mentioned the, the system of control and you said you think it's a system of control. I, I know it's a system of control, just for that example. If you've got money, you can eat. If you don't, keep walking.
1: Yeah, a long way.
0: <laughs> for the rest of time but yeah I mean it it, it is it is cool um but I, I just thought of with the with the cryptocurrency stuff um i mean this this will change everything because it's it's no longer like we're looking at you look at the the prices going up and down and nobody really understands it really I mean even the technological point of view or the economic point of view people don't understand money to start with and mm-hmm. then so now you've got this new money and you're like well that can't be real can it Mm. Like you can't just create new money because you know every every five year old knows just go to the bank and get money out. Yeah. You know, why? What, what's what's the problem? You know? Are you scared to go and get more money? Um. They don't realize that there's there's a, a limited supply. And the funny thing is when you're talking about traditional currency like the, the actual money we use, the joke the joke's on us because there is no limited supply. And that's why the governments keep borrowing it at whatever rate they want. But when you're talking about cryptocurrency, the limited supply, the scarcity of the individual unit is what gives it its value. So it's limited to a a particular number of units. And if you look at that like it's a bucket and you can't put any more into it, it's like that's what it is. That bucket can grow, but the actual units don't. So as the bucket grows, because it's value and, and, you know, we're infinite, as human beings we're infinite machines, so there's infinite amount of value that you and I can produce. So we are a we, we are living in a stage of abundancy, but the money system doesn't recognise that. So if we all if we all had our buckets of, of value next to us, how big would your bucket be?
1: Well, Aaron, there's no control in any of what you're saying, is there?
0: Um it's I mean it's just it's just code. Yeah. So and it's and it's it's the only control is the the limit of of units. But is that what you mean or are you referring to something else?
1: Well, you know, when I talk about money being a control mechanism, so if you're being controlled by money, then this new way of um getting money or trading value, um it's a lot less controlling. So that it Puts the individual in the in the power position.
0: Yeah, I mean, and where that control comes from is, is a weird place too. Because you think is it the, the the government that's controlling, or is it the agencies that are controlling, or is it the banks that are controlling? But everyone's just doing as they're told. Like, Probably uh, all of the above. Yeah, it, but it, it's it's like a, it's it's that pyramid structure of of control because and and the banks, the ones that control us, are at the bottom of the pile. Like they're, they're the ones that are, are regulated so tight that they can't – even if they wanted to invest in crypto up until very recent, the regulation didn't exist to allow them to do that. So they were out of the game. And now that the banks and the institutional money's coming into the crypto world, we're looking at these fluctuations that are just enormous. Because, I mean, if you think that there's just so much money in the world, um, but the people don't have it. But you would have heard about the 1% of the 1%. That oh, owned, yeah. 99.9% of all the world's wealth. Yeah. It's like if if they just gave back 1% to the people, everyone would be double, triple or quadruple times richer. I, well, I just, there's I,
1: no control in that, is there, Aaron? <laughs>
0: um, well, the thing is we don't even know who they are. So yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know where I'm getting these facts from, but I remember stuff from I don't know where, but I was watching a documentary and they said that there's – Actually I do remember where it was. It was a documentary on the the city of London inside London and how I don't, I'm not sure if I mentioned them before but it's kind of like a medieval village that existed in in London back in the 1700s and they preserved their control structure and their mm-hmm. their all that. So I'm watching that documentary and they they're talking about how when when did that When did that happen? Like, how did that happen? How is this possible? And the whole thing was created to protect the wealth of the people that had it at the time. So there was a – after the Second World War, there was a power struggle and the the elite in in London decided to set up this city of London inside London so that they could create their their own private sanction – like their own private – I'm losing the words here, but it's – it's like how they set own, up their, it's how they set up their tax havens.
1: Yeah, They're, right.
0: They, like their own private structures and trust accounts and all this kind of thing. And apparently they got no idea. But it's estimated that there's 50 trillion dollars hidden that's unaccounted for behind trusts, and nobody knows who owns it. It's just out there.
1: That's that's just mind boggling, really.
0: I, yeah, 50 trillion dollars. That's just owned by people and they don't know who owns it so there's, there's a lot of money in the world and it's just the people don't have it
1: well yeah I mean I, I've always believed that I, I think that there's there's loads of money out there and when I say out there outside of myself and I can do a whole range of things to attract money to, my, to me or I can do a whole range of things to repel money from me as well and you know that gives me a whole lot of stuff to complain about if i don 't have money, um, but I think it 's out there for the taking and i know it 's a bit different to what you 're saying, but there is loads of money everywhere, and a lot of people have loads of money as well, yeah, and often don 't know what to do with it and I think they 're called venture capitalists
0: <laughs> <laughs> well well yeah I can't i can 't disagree there 's a lot of money out there, and I know there is. There are people that invest in in different things, but I mean that 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 whole world. I mean you you've had you've had more experience than most going through that process and dealing with these these people.
1: You mean venture capitalists? Yeah, yeah. I I I have um I've followed that trail a couple of times, and and then something would happen personal health health crisis, and you know it would steer me off. On a course correction venture for a while. But um, yeah, I did go to Silicon Valley and um, pursue one of my ideas, um, you know, because I also watched a documentary where they said, this was some time ago, lots of years ago, probably more than eight, where they said there was loads of money in Silicon Valley and all you had to have was a good idea. And I thought, I've got plenty of those. <laughs> yeah, let's
0: go.
1: I got to pick one and go. But um, you know, I didn't know what I was in for until till I got there. Um, and it was just an amazing experience to see and be in San Francisco, where everyone's like you and I. They're just all working on their amazing projects, and they are. They were all amazing. Uh, the ones that I got to see, um, and it's just. Game changers in the world, I'd I'd call it the game changers hub of the world, where they just sort of, you know, you could stand and talk to people for hours about all of the things that they've done and they're trying, the, the things that we talk about in our conversations. And I love that about that there is a place that you can go to. It's not the cheapest place in the world to live in, so... Where I was staying, they're very small apartments and very small rooms. And But the end of the day, you didn't spend that much time there because you were always down at some meet-up or off with other people who were creating some amazing things. Yeah. But they were all, you know, they had the ideas, but they were all doing their presentations for their shark tanks, for their VCs, their venture capitalists, and talk about, you know, you've got to have some pretty thick skin to get up and do the things that they, they did and be scrutinised by just anyone who walked in off the street basically and your money person is sitting up there on the stage, yep. two or three of them, and you've got to just, like you rehearse, you can see they're well rehearsed, but it's still the most nerve-wracking thing that I've seen.
0: Yeah, well, it seems like life or death.
1: For sure. For sure, and then there's so many disappointments. There's so many no's, and they they keep coming back. Yeah. And, I mean, they've invested a whole lot more than I ever have, um, as in product and producing the product and the samples and the prototypes and all those sorts of things. Like, they were very professionally set up, and I would have gone with any one of them if I was a venture capitalist.
0: You thought they were all good.
1: I did, they have to be over there because there's so many of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he first started talking about it, I'm thinking how awesome would it be if the whole world was like that, mm. where everyone was just going for it, you know, everyone had their own ideas and dreams and were producing whatever it is they wanted for what it, to fix whatever problem they thought existed or to help people in any way. I I can't imagine what it, what that would be like.
1: I still get warm feeling in my belly when I think about it. It was such an amazing experience to be around those types of people all the time, 24-7. You go down go down the corner, corner shop to get something to eat and you'll end up talking to someone and then it starts again, you know,
0: because <laughs> they're is all, it all doing it. Is it all just the money? Like is it just because there's a lot of money there, people there doing that, knowing that they get funded and their idea gets realised? You
1: mean the reason why they're there or?
0: Yeah. Like what's, what was, well, I mean, it's the reason why it's a, it is the reason why they're there because it, it's, a, it's the, it's the hot spot for startups. But is, is that, is that a cause because of the money? Like, is that, is it because like, what, what, why is that place so special?
1: I think it's just somehow naturally congregated there, you know, Google's there and Facebook's there. And I mean, they're in Silicon Valley, which isn't San Francisco. And I was, in San Francisco. So, um, but it's not that far away. It just seems to be, I, well, I guess thinking about it now, it's probably get into San Francisco because it's all buzzing and everything's there right at your fingertips 24 seven. And then you migrate down to Silicon Valley. Once you start getting some money behind you, some people behind you. Yeah. But very yeah. interesting. Sorry. Just very interestingly, um, I realised not that long ago, about a year ago, the project um, or the idea that I had in mind, I um, presented to a couple of people and they all talk about non-disclosures, you know, make sure you get get them to sign a non-disclosure agreement, NDAs, and you get over there and you sort of, you know, feel feel your way around the people that you're meeting because you've only just met them for the first time and you're someone's known someone and they've hooked you up that way. And so I was a bit too shy to ask for a non-dis- non-disclosure agreement. And I did find out about a year ago that that idea that I had shown to a couple of people have since gone ahead and produced that.
0: By the people you showed? Yep. Well done. <laughs> Sneaky.
1: <laughs> I know. Yes. I won't. I won't say any more about it. But when I think about that, that was my idea, which I felt quite proud of. And now I thought, hang on a second. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess we'll wait and see whether they make any money out of it. But I, you know, it was a fantastic idea. Um, I just didn't know what I didn't know about how to go about it in in you know such a big pool. Yeah. Whereas here, yeah. it's it's in comparison to there, it's well, it's not really. We can sort of still here go out and pitch our ideas and and it, it there's not that there's competition but there's not competition like there is in America. I mean it's
0: it's just um I guess a bit cutthroat. God bless America.
1: <laughs> Someone's got to. <him. laughs>
0: yeah, I mean I I I love I love the country yeah, um me too. because when when you go there it's just so big and loud and silly. Um it's like a it's it's awesome. You know, it's, like, it's like the whole country is Disneyland. Um, well, it's just but,
1: like it is on the movies for some reason.
0: Yeah well, thanks to Hollywood. <laughs> We've all been programmed. I mean it's but you're right. I mean Sydney um, is nothing like any of these any of these hubs. like mm-hmm. I haven't been to San Francisco, but um, in particular in 2018 on the on the crypto ICO circuit. I, I went to a few uh, a few cities that were having the the events, um, like Singapore and Hong Kong, and then London to do and present events. And it was it was a very eye opening experience. I, I can't say we we failed, but I can say we weren't prepared. Mm. We, we weren't we weren't ready. Yeah. Um. Because we didn't we really didn't know what we we're going in for. Um. And, mm. and it's it's not a matter of saying it's it's hard or easy. It's just either you hit the mark or you don't. Yeah. I mean, the hard part's turning up if you get there, you've done it now it's just a matter of of hitting the mark and if you yeah there's there's no um I think there's a lot of luck involved actually
1: i I think um yeah, definitely timing that timing thing yeah um plays a big part because you don't know who's in the room, who you're talking to um you know and it could change your whole life or not,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, um, without without disclosing it, um, I, I I'm aware of the idea that you're talking about, and and I think where where you are abundant is you've got so many better ideas. Like out of all the ideas I <laughs> could have pinched, that one's probably the hardest. Like, well, it's, it's not it's not the it's not the low hanging fruit in, yeah. in projects that, that could be they could be stolen from you.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's annoying because. I thought they were pretty decent people, but I guess there's no decent people when it comes to money and <laughs> um and and you know, they might make something and and you not. But I guess it would have been nice and this is probably completely, you know, something that doesn't happen, but it would have been nice if um if they would have contacted me because I've still got the same email that I had when I was using when I was there, um, but then of course they couldn't claim it as their own. But I mean, I've got all I've got all my IP. Yeah.
0: You know. Well, this is. I mean, I feel like we're threading across a few different topics, and it's kind of it. It is all to do with money. Because, it's not like us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if well, I mean, you wouldn't have pinched the idea in the first place, um, so that so it wouldn't have happened, and hmm. then. I mean, everyone everyone carries their own truth. So in their yep. mind, they'd be like, "Well, if the idea wasn't animated, then it's never going to happen. So if I do it, then it is mine because I've done it, and they didn't." All these sort of self talk and and you know self BS justification. To, <laughs> I, exactly, just to just to live with themselves for doing it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But I I also like I I don't I don't care for NDAs personally. I I I don't I I don't think they they're worth the paper they're written on. Mm. Because people will do as they wish anyway. And exactly. if someone was to steal my idea, I would I would know that they don't know they don't know the idea as intimate as me and the the actual process of going through all of that and building the prototypes and the, the client and customer acquisition and then having that that graph looking good so that you can keep getting your series A and series B and go through the whole run of mm. setting up a business. Um, like that that's that's its own challenge in itself. So if they pinch my idea, I know they don't have the clarity to push it all the way through. They're going to have to build a team and hopefully someone in that team can see what I could see and then and then, good luck to them for doing yeah. that. And if they did sign an NDA, which I probably wouldn't have had them do, but if they did, I would want them to win so that I can turn up once they've crossed the finishing line and say, well, you signed an NDA and now that, that's the only time that's really yeah. worth the NDA and that, that could be five years in the future. Yeah. Uh, and then, then the idea might be different enough from what you had anyway. So they, you know, it might not be, it might not be worth going through the process, but I like what, what um, I think his name is Seth Godin. He's kind of like, he's, he's the the godfather of marketing, isn't he? He, yeah. I think his, his approach is if you've come up with a good idea, you can come up with more good ideas. Mm. So if someone pinches one, just keep coming up with more ideas. you gotta you got to like set the pace, lead from in front, and just keep coming up. Let, let people pinch your ideas. Yeah. And yeah. then just do better. Just keep doing better.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's right. I've got that many of them. They're all good. One life. Exactly. 100 ideas. Mm. So where were we on our list? There was one I, you were jumped, going
0: to. Oh, yeah, good and bad debt. That's where I was going. I don't even know where it is. I read it. I read it here somewhere. Yeah, it's um, in there. The difference between good debt and bad debt.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh wait, here it is. It's over the page. That's why I couldn't find it. So I, I mean, so you, you've asked here for, for not only what is good debt and bad debt, but examples of a good debt and a bad debt. And it's, I feel like debt's debt. It's, it's karmically you owe somebody. So it's like there's. The chain is on, and it just it just depends on how big that ball is at the end of the chain to to mm. the limitation in, in your life. So the only good debt would be debt that pays for itself back. So an example of that would be, um, I mean, a really simple example would be if I borrowed if I borrowed money off a good mate that didn't charge me interest, which is just a good mate and he's happy to let me borrow money. And then I put the money in the bank at high interest rate and and said, yeah, I'll, I'll pay you back. And then in the meantime, you're collecting the interest. That's good debt. Bit cheeky.
1: Yeah, that's a bit like some payment providers do that sort of thing, that short-term interest.
0: Yeah. I mean, at the moment with banks offering such low interest rates, you don't even consider. Like, I don't, I don't even think the interest rate covers the inflation rate these days.
1: No. No, but I did hear the. I, I'm being cheeky now. I did hear the tolls in in Sydney that they um increased the tolls by you know double the inflation rate. Oh,
0: uh, okay.
1: <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that in. Um,
0: <laughs> I, I don't even I don't even know who owns those tunnels anymore. Not us.
1: No, it's not us. It's um, it's one company. They own um all of them except for two, I believe, if the news was
0: correct. Okay. Well, I can think of another example. Yeah. And this one might be worth getting your pen out for. But okay. If, if I was, if I was in the position where I was paying off a house, and and most, and as as the interest rate gets lower, the the repayments also get lower because we're usually stretched out over thirty years. So, um, and you can redraw in, on most of your your home loans because you know they want They want to keep that number up. So. Yeah. The thing. So that that would be the good friend. Because you know you're paying low interest rate in a home loan, so if you could withdraw that and invest into particular investments in the the cryptocurrency variety, but you knew what you knew what was good and what wasn't because some mm. of them are some aren't. Um, in particular in the in the decentralized finance, the DeFi space, where they do offer much higher interest rates. The only thing is you got to convert the money into a, a cryptocurrency or a cryptocurrency equivalent of Your currency, uh, which most of them are in in U.S. dollars, but the the average return for like a term deposit in U.S. dollars through a a U.S. crypto um, is is, can be can be as high as twenty four percent. Wow, that's a good return. Yeah, I mean the average are probably between like ten and twelve percent. So if I if I had a huge house debt, um, like a home loan, I would be pulling as much of that out as I can and invest in it into a, a fixed crypto return and then then they have the have that return pay my house off that
1: sounds pretty good
0: yeah like if if you if you're only paying something like 3 or 4% interest on that money and you can earn even 12% interest it's like um i mean no banks offering anything above i didn't even i haven't even looked i don't know 2, 1
1: 2% mm,
0: not much <laughs> they come up with these they come up with these crazy figures like we'll give you 1.75% over 9 months Yeah. And, and it's like they you don't think we can work it out
1: yeah 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 so have you ever gone to the bank for a loan for your business
0: no i i haven't i i intend to very soon though uh, i'm i'm interested in the in the process uh, i just they i know that they they require sometimes up to or at least two years of of annual returns, taxation returns for your business.
1: Okay. I mean, I never think along the lines of going to the bank for a bank loan for business because I think whatever I create, I'll start off small and then just let it naturally progress until it gets to a point of um, making loads of money. Yep. But I know that that is unrealistic and that at some point, like when I looked at these – tradies, that tradie situation, um, the owner didn't even have an overdraft on his account. So he was always trying to swap money around and he often didn't pay his workers or he'd pay them very little Mm, um, and keep the carrot dangling there. Yeah, yes, that invoice, when it gets paid next week, I'll, I'll fix you up then, you know, and then he wouldn't. He was an unethical business person. There's no two ways about it. But his life would have been made a lot better, and I could see it sitting on the outside going in, and I was just doing like a basic admin job. Um, I could see what would make his life a lot easier and have his – I guess it's your reputation as well. If you're not paying your accounts, you're not – especially when you're – dealing with higher companies and, you know, suppliers and stuff that you actually need to do your job so that you'll get paid, you know, keeping some level of credibility um, is an overdraft. I think that's that's how it works when you're in those types of businesses. You have 50000 in overdraft so that you can meet your wages, you can pay your suppliers, Get your incidentals. I mean, he had guys go into Bunnings two or three times a day because I didn't do the ordering properly, you know.
0: Yeah, well, that sounds expensive.
1: It was very expensive, and you know how how he got to where he even got. And I mean, he was he did all his own websites and SEO, search engine optimization online, and got himself number one up in Google search. That's what he would do sitting at night. You know, trade a trade guy that didn't know nothing about websites taught himself how to do this. So he got lots of um, work because of that. Yep. But if, I mean, he was also getting government contracts as well, and if they only knew how badly he he ran his business. Oh. But he did a good job. When he did the work, he did a good job.
0: Well, that, that's what counts first to the, to the customer. But w- why did he run such a bad business?
1: I think it was just his... Personal, who he was, just an would you,
0: uneth- unethical person. Would, would you say? But I mean, if you could choose, do I want to run a, especially if you're getting big jobs, and you, and you are, and you're capable of doing a good job, and you've got good, I mean, you've got good turnover. Um, if you could choose, I want I want a, a good business, or I want to do bad business. You'd think you'd choose good business. So what was what was the hiccup?
1: I don't know that he knew the meaning of good business. He just started out by accident, I guess, getting into the industry, and his website did really well and so he got a lot of work and grew very quickly didn't know how to manage it, didn't want to put on the right people to look after major you know major areas like the warehouse and the control of the warehouse and the stock I mean he had a whole lot of stock. Offcuts and things that could have been sold off because it's expensive to to buy that stuff, um, but it would just sit there rotting away, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, the the thing is with that with that type of business and with most businesses to have somebody come in and do a an audit of your business, check out your process flow of who does like even just do a map of who does what and how your business actually works. Business owners have it in their head; it's all yeah. up here and it stays up there, yeah that and then to have someone come in and extract that is you know it's it's not going to be cost effective in time in our time, and then you need you may need to communicate that, and because you're too busy and too caught in your your little world, you might not even be capable of of explaining that to somebody
1: I mean it didn't take Einstein to work it out um it didn't take me long to work it out and i made you know made some suggestions which were all right then well if you want to do that as well that's fine which you know it was easy for me to do the way my mind thinks um but at the end of the day he he was quite attached to the way that he thought it should be done
0: yeah that happens yeah i've worked with people that you 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 wonder like the the process they have isn't bad it's just not the way I would have done it. It's the way they, they're doing it. And that's and that's fine, but it's sometimes hard to have that conversation. It's like, yeah. it's like a personality, a style.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he really wanted that in an ideal world, but the way that he worked was so familiar to him, he thought that it was the best way. Yeah. I don't even know if they're still going now, but I guess that's a good example of, um, you know, someone in business um, – struggling with money and the flow of money and then the ineffective way that the business is delivered and the impact that it has on on everyone, like everyone around him, was just in a you know, didn't know if they were coming or going. Do I go down there? Do I go to this supplier? Do I go to Bunnings? Um it it was just madness, just absolute madness.
0: Yeah. Well I, I believe that that kind of stuff stems from people that enjoy and they enjoy working too much because there's there's very few people I think in business that start a business and think all right I'm I'm going to I'm going to head down butt up for the next 2 years and I'm going to get my business to here and then here and then here and then at this point I'm going to sell it or I'm going to step out or I, I I need to step out and have my team in place and have it running like I don't I don't hear that conversation enough.
1: No, the exit strategy, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. doesn't. Yeah.
0: Very few people are, are, are thinking that way.
1: I mean, I, I never even heard of an exit strategy um, for business or for anything really um, until recently. It seems to be like a new thing. It might have been called something else, like, oh, sell the business. I don't know. But, um, yeah, you know it's been shown that you have to have some sort of plan to get out of it. You can't just sell the business because that doesn't really work you've got no. to have that transition period where you' whoever's whoever's going to take it over i mean you know some some business people give their business to their employees. Would you believe it? How radical is that
0: well. I mean, yeah, I think if if they know the business and and it's there, I mean, to gift it, I mean, that's a bit generous. I but know. it depends, depends. I mean, I think um, especially in small business, the business owner looks at their team like their family. You know, these are the people that they see every day. They communicate with. They share their personal stories. They they go for drinks on a Friday night. That's their Christmas party. They birthday party with them. Like it's just the, the the business is is your family. And and I know this because. That, that's how my team's becoming. Mm-hmm. It's like my, my social life is me working with my crew. Yeah. It's kind of – and I can imagine, you know, blokes in a truck cruising around together and doing jobs. It'd be the same thing. Yeah. It'd be this little family. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the exit strategy is a, a good one. Um, I mean, I've got a, a few clients now that, we're, that I'm working with quite closely, and, and they, they are aware of it and brought it to my attention. But I don't think it's just businesses. I never – can you imagine people in careers thinking about exit strategy? Like, I'm going I'm to gonna do this job. I'm going to do this job really well. I'm going to learn everything about this company for two years. And then if they don't pay me this amount, you know, you make these kind of threats in your mind, but then you don't leave. You end up staying there for 10 years.
1: <laughs> uh, I giggle because, you know, when I was going to work, um, there was none of that. You know, this was your job for life. Yeah. As long as you could hold it down, um, but it was very much a long-term sort of um, view. Um, I mean, you know, young people today, from what I understand, they have these demands and these conditions. I mean, I know when I was working in government in IT, they get some young recruits in, and they'd only work with certain um, technology.
0: Yeah, well, that, that still happens. What you mean, like, what kind of technology?
1: Well, that, that only – in those days they didn't have Microsoft Word as a cross-the-board thing. It was very specialised, and most of the time if you wanted it, you wouldn't get it anyway. But the new recruits that were coming in are saying, I only work with Microsoft, I only do this, I only do that, um, yep. and if you don't get it, I'm not taking a job. And they, they went and got it. I mean, and then – over the years, or many years, it was rolled out into the whole um, department. But up until then, you know, they were licensed with someone else. Starts with I.
0: <laughs> I feel like we've kind of moved away from that a little bit. You mean the? Well, like the demands. Having, oh yeah, having having specialised, like yeah, I think there's a lot more on the job training now, or or if. Someone comes into a business, the business would realise we need to train these people. There's like an orientation where you get trained on the, the software that's that's involved. Um, the only example I could think of when you when you're saying that is, um, I'm working with a whole bunch of developers and they all have their personal preferences on which which tech stack to use, like which back end, which front end, what type of design work they like, um, yeah, which programming languages they like to use, and and most of them do most of them do it all. Um, but in particular, here we go, thinking of startups, um, you, you get, you get your mate that's a developer, because he's the right price and he, and he builds the, the, the MVP, the minimal viable product for your, oh. for your idea. And, and it works great and it looks okay. Considering the, the, the time, um, like the, I mean, it looks considering the time it took to get to that point. The problem is scaling. You get to the point where you need to scale that that operation to take on another, to take on more customers or more users, and all of a sudden it falls over and it can't do the job, and you've really got to invest a lot of money to get the application where it needs to be.
1: Yes, yes, that was always a constant headache of mine. Was that whole scaling thing would drive you mad? Um, you know, when you're doing small projects, well, reasonably small, um, in government, um, you know, building the prototype. Testing and all that sort of stuff to see if it's going to, if it gets legs. And then if it does, well, then you've got that whole technology issue and which is the right technology. And then you didn't have a lot to choose from. It was, you know, one, two or three. Yeah. Um, and will it do the job for this amount of people? And then if you got over 5,000, well, then you'd have to swap over to another one and it would drive me mad. But now, today, there's just so much. Technology choice. Yep. I mean, it's just a complete brain frizzle, frizzle, frizzle. Both.
0: Yeah, yeah, all of the above. So, the, I mean, there's, I mean, I think we covered this in in Battle for Solutions episode not that long ago. Um, there, there are, there are. I mean, if if you've got if you've got the money, you can you can just put together whatever you want. You can automate anything. You can build a team and keep scaling the team. The problem is that we don't have the money. And if you're building a business, even to even to scale your customer service department or your sales team, or even trying to scale yourself, I'm trying to scale myself at the moment because I don't I don't do any social media, and I need to do social media because I want to I want to do social media for for my clients um, and take care of their their marketing because I feel like I know their business better than they do sometimes, and and they they look at me sometimes and they think well you know how do you know how do you know how to do that you know if I'm not doing it so you got you got to mm. walk the, i mean if you're going to talk you got to walk yep. and 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 that's and it's just not enough time in the day so how do you scale
1: well you can't do it all that's the thing isn't it you can't you can't do it all and there there'll be a solution for that probably probably a <laughs> artificial intelligent robot
0: <laughs> there it is yeah if only <laughs> well, yeah I mean, like, even looking at your operation, like you've got, um, it's, there's, I'm thinking of like businesses that service-based businesses, you've got to productize. This, this is the, this is the, the key to being able to, to scale, um, income. You need to have a product or a package. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you package that, that secret sauce that you're, you're oozing? Like, how do you, how do you fill that bucket full of abundance if you're, if you've got it? And then, so you got to have your, I mean, I'm diving into the key person of influence here, but you have got to have your your process. Um, and since doing that, I, I find it really easy to pick holes in my clients and say, where's where's their process? Where's their mm. product ecosystem? Like, what, what's what's missing here? The the hard part's getting them to believe that. Like, I think unless unless they read the book and do the course and pay the money to do the course they're not their ears aren't open to hear all of that of the the formula how to how to start building businesses so
1: no well they probably look at that being your job maybe <laughs> you know i mean i was on a course over the weekend it was a three-day course and it was five hours so i started at seven in the morning and finished at 12 and it was my 80 year old friend that said you've got to do this course so of course I listened and jumped on and I thought oh that's a big investment you know I already had my days planned out and I would have to push things this sideways whatever to to be able to do it but you know I respect her enough to to do that for her so that's what I did and of course at the end of the the three days I mean it used to be an evening session or hour or two session where they're doing these selling type things where they're free come in and we'll give you a taste of it and then you can pay all this money to have yep. the rest of it so I'm thinking three days this guy's investing um, you know for people on Zoom YouTube and Facebook he had the whole three going at once um, so he had you know a couple of thousand people on and at the end of it and it was good stuff. It was it was very interesting stuff. And I thought, okay. It was a bit out there. So it was in, in, in the era of, uh, I guess, professional development, but it was about the super consciousness mm. and then being able to use that. And I thought, oh, well, you know, my ears prick up as soon as I hear any type of consciousness stuff.
0: Good so, stuff.
1: Yes. So, so <laughs> i think, okay, what's this? But at the end of the three days, you know, the big sell comes and it's like 20 grand for his course. You know, you can buy a car cheaper than that for sure. And, you know, when you're talking about these products and services and this value, you know, swapping money for value and the value that you're going to get out of it, the course was 12 months long as well. So that seems to be the flavour of the of the time, 15 or 20 grand and a 12-month course. Well, You know, when you look at humans being humans, they pay their 20 grand up front or in installments. There was that option, which is fair enough. Um, You know, what percentage of them are actually going to finish that course? I wonder.
0: Yeah, good question.
1: But I just thought it was really interesting that whole um, sell or how they're selling these days. But all of his processes and everything were all lined up in a row. Beautifully, yeah. You know, all of this stuff. But then when you go into his website, you could you could see, um, you know, they're still putting up videos that were done when he first started, and uh, sounds rotten, and the uh, videos bad, and you know, those sorts of things. But his presentation and the way he presented was impressive. And then yep. I think, well, well, you know, if it was me, I would go back and fix all those things up, or get them off. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, I'm just making the point of, um, of that process and having it all lined up and the marketing, the branding, all of the messaging, all of his materials, his banners, his advertising stuff. Um, he's got the book, um, he sold, I think 2000, 2000, and he was, you know, over the moon that he'd sold two thousand, but what he'd done to get those sales. So he said he'd sold two thousand in two weeks. But what he'd done to get those sales was have that three day free course. And for you to get that course free, you had to go in and buy his book on Amazon for a dollar ninety nine. Well of course everyone paid the dollar ninety nine because they wanted the the three days free. Yeah. So that's how he got his book
0: up. Book sales up. Which which is cool. I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta work out, you know, what's the goal and what is it gonna take to get it and you just gotta do what it takes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I thought the whole thing was, was really interesting. I mean, obviously well thought out, like good marketing, all of these marketing things that you've gotta do. Yeah, to, because that book is the best seller, is, is a big thing, is a real big deal in the credibility world.
0: Yeah, that's that's a um, it's an interesting topic. I think credibility is is worth gold. Mm. It's it's again it's it's who Google says you are. That's, yeah. That's the, that's the key. Um, but I have I mean I know I know it can go both ways. I know I know of particular examples of people going through all that and not selling two thousand copies, having to make the call and fall flat on your face. Because people just aren't aren't interested in, in what, I mean, it's not that people aren't interested. Everyone has their market. Like there's enough. I, I guess the question is, are we just sick of gurus? Have Is there enough gurus out there? Is there room for more gurus?
1: Well, I guess, you know, the super consciousness, it was probably about 20 years ago when I picked up a book and that, that heading just caught my eye and I thought, I'm interested in that. But I found it a really okay. hard read and, I, I just couldn't get into it. And then I've gone into other consciousness work, but what he's talking about now is a level up. But in an environment where I guess I think a lot of people are, are firmly planted in the 3D world and then you start talking about flaky super consciousness or consciousness something, energy, whatever you're on about stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um I thought that he'd done really well to sell superconsciousness, basically.
0: Yeah, and, and I and I am totally on board with all of that. I I I love that 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 topic, that mm. type of stuff. And and the thing is, I don't even know why. Like, why have I let myself believe that? Because it is such a woohoo, crazy out there, you know, um, thing. Like, is is how much how much truth or or how much proof is there?
1: Well, I I guess he would say something like, "All right, come and sit with me for ten minutes, and I'll take you through a process, a recode. It's called. I'm going to yeah. recode you, um, and then you tell me. All right. It's that it's that personal experience. If if you see that you would get something out of it, but how do you get someone even even to pick up the phone, like even to answer the email when it when it's you know pretty out there stuff that people are like you just can't go talk to your neighbour about it.
0: No, no. Well, I mean this is I mean it's it's, it's you can't talk to your neighbour about it. I don't know, I don't even know who my neighbours are. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no I, I, I do. I say good Um but, but but I don't know what they're into. Like I don't exactly. know if they go to the footy on the weekends. I, I know what car they drive because they're in the car park next to me, and I, I know their style, and you know, but but I, I don't know them intimately. And I guess this was funny because I'm thinking now of, of how how you and I met, and how we both sat next to each other in the first day one of preschool, and we're <laughs> we we're, we're there, and and it's you know we didn't I guess we didn't really spark up a you know a, a, a strong friendship from the beginning. It took time. Um, but it was it was on this type of thinking and and understanding that I don't even know if it, it's just it's a knowing. I think if if you when you talk about this this kind of super I mean super super um, in the mind in the heart you know what you what you're feeling and, and knowing that you're, you're bigger than a human being there's more to you um, or referring to the, the human as being the, the infinity machine it's like you you either know or you don't. It's like a little secret. You're born with it or you, you didn't, and it's mm. and it, and then you got to cultivate it, research it, think about it, meditate on it, all this to make it to make it real to you, so that you give it truth.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I I liked a couple of the things that he said, like around, um, you know, have an open skepticism about everything. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm curious Clancy I'm just always curious you know I wonder what I wonder what that's about so I guess that gives me an openness already just because I'm curious and then I'll make my decision or not or sometimes I just don't know and I'll think about it and and decide later you know I don't I don't think it's healthy healthy to discard
0: stuff yeah you can't you can't write it off but what, what i'm I'm interested in so are you going to pay the 20 grand?
1: Am I going to pay the 20 grand?
0: Yeah. No. Uh, if, if there was no price on it and, and he was looking for his people and he said, okay, anyone that wants to do the course, you can do it, but you must finish.
1: Yes, I'd do
0: it. Yeah. All right. Because you can't have people drop off. It's like, you know, you make, you make the commitment in blood. We're going to do this. <laughs> you're coming <with> me. <laughs> you're going to me. You're going to be gods by the end of this 12 months
1: yeah yeah I mean he's his 20 grand was you know you become a accredited super consciousness person um, which I'm not interested in going down that line so um, but I certainly interested in in what he's discovered because he's basically saying you know this is his selling point this is the last personal development course you'll ever need, need to do
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Why is that? Because you can manifest anything you want after this point?
1: Well, yes. And, I mean, it's called Magnetic Mind, and basically he's gone and done a whole stack of personal development and um, Tony Robbins and all that sort of stuff, loads and loads of it from what he said. And he's come to the point that, you know, people do these courses and... He went away for five years and then he went back to the course and then the same people were there from five years before and they were still overweight, single and broke. <laughs> so All right. So just going there to feel good, not do any work or do anything about themselves. They just want to go there and you know
0: Oh, they they made friends.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know why we're laughing. I feel uncomfortable now. Oh. What do you mean? Well, I mean like uh, it's nothing wrong with making friends, like if you've built a little community um you know irrespective of what the community's intentions were on on day one it's um you know it's it's nice to have a family,
1: well, yeah, I guess he sees it as you know his his point of view is that you know if you go into personal development, it's to develop, and he didn't see much developing happening
0: yeah well that that's that's the i mean that's a sad joke isn't it once you start developing you lose your friends and family in most cases. Yeah. At yeah. least a couple. Yeah. Some people, some people fling off.
1: Yeah, I've I've seen it.
0: Like it, it's, the, it's the, the harsh reality. It's I mean, a you courage- feel, sorry.
1: sorry? I was going to say it's a courageous path.
0: Yeah. And you don't even realise. You don't even realise you're on it until, I mean, if you're really committed, you, you look back and realise that there's no one around you anymore.
1: Because you outgrew them or because you pissed uh, them off? Well, um. <laughs> It <laughs>
0: depends. It <laughs> depends. Both. Um, I try not to piss people off, but I mean, you know, we start talking about some crazy magnetic mind, super consciousness stuff. We're gonna have some people change the channel pretty quick. Probably. I mean, you know, and that's and that's that's all good. It just wasn't there. Wasn't the time.
1: Yeah, well, that's right. And I mean, yeah, you can you can turn us off at any
0: time. So, do you think it's? I mean, now that now that we lost those guys, do you think? <laughs> Uh, like the, I mean, a, a serious question about meditating for money and, and attracting this stuff is—is mm. is it possible?
1: I think so. i um, well, yes. I've I've had um I've tested it myself. Um, because I don't I don't think it should be that hard. Like I I don't think we should be chasing money all the time. Like that's that's not our job. That's not why we come here you know, my, my view, my point of view, um, I think it can, it can be easy and it can be hard depending on, on what we put out there, you know, and I guess that was one of the things that I put down tonight was about the relationship with money. So I did a money course a long, long time ago, and it just happened to be on a cruise ship in the Bahamas.
0: (laughs) That's a coincidence.
1: (laughs) And, um, It was a really good course, a guy called Colin Tipping. I'm not sure if he's still around. But the way that he presented the course and put it together and got us to think about money, he said that, you know, if you don't have a good relationship with money, you're never going to have money. Like if you're constantly whining and complaining about I've got no money, I've got no money, then that's what you'll have. You know, that sort of stuff repels money coming to you. And I remember thinking, what are you talking about? Money just comes in my pay packet each week. (laughs) Like I really didn't get what he was saying until the end of the cruise. Okay. Um, Because he had us do a range of different um, exercises, and one of them was he gave us money, actual dollar bills, American dollar bills, and um, we had to sit in a group and then we had to give money to the person next to us for whatever they said or however, if they asked for it, they might have asked for $3 or $2 or whatever. And you could say yes or no to their request. And mm, okay. it was a money game, like he called it a money game, um, but it actually wasn't a game. Um, and people got really upset in that because if someone asked for $10 and they might have only had 11 and that person said yes and gave it to them and they only had one dollar left well they didn't have any more to spend and then when they asked for some money that person said no <laughs> and so there was this like you know it wasn't equal because you know the group was saying well it was a game we were just playing but i could see that it actually wasn't a game it was real and that's what people do
0: yeah can i have my money back now
1: yeah no <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Now I'm sad.
1: Well, now you don't like the person and you're pissed off with the next person that asks you and so then you don't give them money and, and so there was this, you know, whole chain of events that would happen just just because someone took advantage, I guess, is how I'd look at it now.
0: <laughs> how long did the game go for until you ran out of money?
1: No, it went for a good half an hour, thirty minutes.
0: And people just bumping into each other around the room.
1: No, you got she- si- you were in um, groups of like six or seven or eight or something. Okay. Maybe eight, and so it was just within that group, and you all got
0: given the money. I like those kind of games. I think I think they're important. You, you learn you learn about yourself. You ride well, you the, le- the roller coaster of emotions.
1: Yeah, and you learn about other people too. Like if you're giving and they're not, and then when you say, but I just gave you, and they go, but I could say no. They said I could say no. And that's true. He did say you could say no, but didn't think you'd do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, thought, <laughs> thought we're all friends here.
1: We're all friends here, not when it comes to money.
0: <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, it makes me think about. Um, they say you shouldn't do business with your friends and family because it never ends well. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say that's not true, but um, I mean, in in my business, I've I've found that I I didn't target, but I, I mean, you have got to offer your services to your your close circle first, so they know what's what's good. And the and my my approach was, um, all my friends that have businesses, if my business can help their business, let's. Let, I mean, I have to sell myself to my friends so that they can take my services, and then and then I want to over deliver so they have a good word to say about what I do, and then they can be a, a case study and example for my business. And I was only thinking about it these last couple of days if that was a good strategy or not. Because now I mean my my latest business is now nine months old. So I say you're still still pretty young, but maturing on a on a, a timeline that you think, well, someone Someone's got an exit strategy on two to three years to exit their business. I'm nine months is a significant amount of time. How am I looking? How am I tracking towards selling my business? And I'm one of those people that says, but I, you know, I, better, I like to work. I didn't want to sell my business. What who are gonna who's gonna want to take over this thing for me? And and I'm thinking now that, um, I, I mean, I, I, the, the reason why it relates to money is because I'm at that point now where it's, I'm not I'm not doing mates rates. I'm not, I'm not giving huge discounts and and the value that it's over delivering is now measured. I need to rein everything back in and say, okay, now let's let's start cutting off some of these some of these clients that are that are taking. Uh, I mean, I'm happy to give, but I take in because I need to reallocate my resources and build that product ecosystem. Now that I've got something. I can do that um, and and pull, and put full price on it. And, and it's at this point that now that's happening and I'm wondering who's going to be my first client that's going to pay full rate, full freight item because I'm not going to know who they are. Mm. I don't know who they are and mm. it's going to help if I don't know who they are because then I'm going to feel more comfortable at charging full price. And we're not friends. So this is business. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting time. But I'm thinking in, in your point of view, I think it's the idea in business is to get to that point as quick as you can. If you're delivering value, you should be able to charge for it
1: yeah yeah i mean i I think so. I guess you know when we're talking when we're talking money and pricing and and how you you charge for your services or your products or whatever it's it's difficult because you know you've got guys like Mr. Super Consciousness, you know twenty grand, and then you know you've got other courses at a couple of grand.
0: A couple of bucks.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, you go on you go on Udemy. You, you can pretty much learn any skill for yeah. for ten, twenty, thirty bucks.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's a that's a whole mountain of value in super consciousness. He must be providing. Um, well, you'd be an accredited super consciousness person
0: for twenty grand. You must be a high level of accountability and hand holding yeah along the way like is it is there a lot of one-on-one um i
1: don't know i don't know if there's one-on-one but there's um you know a back office library full of stuff and i and i think he's okay. done that done that really well not that i saw all of it but just based on what i saw on the weekend yeah there's a lot there i mean Probably to the point where, unless you are completely passionate about it, maybe you would think it might be a bit too much, you know. I mean, a year a year long course for personal development it's a long time. it, yeah, used, it, to is. Be, it used to be a weekend and you're done.
0: <laughs> would you Would you consider the KPI course personal development?
1: I think it's professional development. I think it's I think it's a, a step above or a jump above. Uh, personal development because they hold you to standards to be a professional.
0: Yeah, that that course definitely reprogrammed me
1: in a good way. I take it.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. It, it made me it made me reconsider many things. But I'm just thinking about the way you said that um, in this particular course, the magnetic mind, how they recode you. I think this. I mean, it, it needs to be conscious recoding. Because you, in a way, you you do it yourself. You can't recode someone that doesn't want to be recoded. Um, I'm not even sure if that, that's is that. Is that a common term to be reprogrammed?
1: <laughs> well, when he said recode, I thought, okay, well, that's you know that that's a a gentler, softer way to say reprogram.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it's it happens all the time. Like yeah. people have people have these epic experiences, and then then all of a sudden they they see the world differently. But in terms of being reprogrammed around money, um, which I want to I want to make one of my tips actually to understand oh, your tips. relationship with money. Yeah. You, you, I mean, I'm giving it away, but that's it's important to know because I didn't I didn't think about money until until I was in my 30s and thought, what do I think about money? Wait a minute. Am I, am I allowed to think anything about money? Is there is there one thing to think over something else about money? Like it's such a – it's a weird thing because it's there your whole life. And then at some point you think – I mean maybe some people never think about that, what their relationship with money.
1: Yeah, exactly. Some people don't think about it at all.
0: It's just – And some should. I think everyone should. It's one of those things. Um, so we, we spoke about – I believe it was episode four – no, three – no two. I I lost track. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to say that that way, but um, little battles, episode and and traumas, and I think this is a big one with money. I mean, I I know it was for me. Um, so I'm just going to assume it was for everyone.
1: Well, I think so. I I don't know that anyone. Um, well, that's not true. I was going to say I don't know that anyone that that wouldn't have a money issue, but then there are those who were born into wealth who wouldn't have a money issue. They would have other
0: issues. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone, you got to have a couple issues. You can't, you can't get away without. <laughs> I mean, if, if you went through life and you, and you always had money and you didn't have that, that money issue, th- there's, there's value issues, right? There's, there has to be a value issue where you don't value stuff that you have. Like you see, you see that with, with people that make it, you know, those yeah. rag to riches stories.
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, and lots of other issues like drug and alcohol and stuff like that because they've got loads of money to go buy all of that stuff all the time. You know that um, the words coming to me sounds like gluttony, but it's not gluttony. It's overindulgence or
0: yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 indulgence. You, you, you do because you can.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like this um, affluence.
0: So if money wasn't a problem and you could do whatever you wanted to do, um, bringing it back to your business or my business, um, would that would that power the business along further?
1: You mean if I if I had money?
0: Yeah, like in, in any of the any of the businesses where we're developing, um, if money wasn't an issue, like all of a sudden you didn't have to worry about um, you didn't have to worry about paying for different or having the cash flow to pay for different things in a structured way where where it wouldn't break us. Um, would you just throw heaps of money at, at marketing?
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in a week, Facebook yeah. ads.
1: Yeah, exactly, because, it, you know, it's all about the looking good, what you look like as a professional, how you can package words so that they resonate with someone that they're going to get, you know, it's going to change them, change their whole life, or resonate with them on some level that you know they want that more than they want something else.
0: Okay, I think I'm slipping off the track.
1: Okay, we could probably go to tips now. Actually, we've been going for a while.
0: Yeah, we've been had it. We had a good run. Now I was actually thinking, if, if money, like that'd be a cool ex- a cool meditation exercise to think, just to place ten million dollars in your bank account, in your business bank account, and go. Now that there's no limits. What would you refine? Where would you start? What would you want to do? Would you want to get a haircut? You know, you <laughs> yeah. want to get. Uh, would, you, would you get a makeover? Um, well, and then think, a photo shoot.
1: I think it's you know, it still have the same problems because even though you've got loads of money, you could still throw it in the wrong areas and give oh, it to the absolutely. wrong people to do the wrong yeah. wrong stuff. You know, you've got to have that learning. I think that goes along with that course that we're we were doing, that I'm still doing, um, because it does make you stop and it does make you consider stuff differently and in a more comprehensive way to get you to think about, well, you know, are you actually providing value to someone or is this just a nice thought you had?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've maybe in the last five minutes realised that, uh, my relationship with bootstrapping businesses is very ego orientated. Like I think, you know, I can I can build any business um, from the ground up with with no money um, because I'm that good. <laughs> 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 um, I think I actually believe that. That's a bit sick. But, it's not uh, really. I got to repair that. Um, no, I I I think I I actually do believe that. Not not because. Um, not because it's, it's wrong or it's it's ego based, but I think it's just like I like the challenge. I think it's it's a good healthy challenge to say okay, and it's also I mean it comes back to all the good stuff like timing and manifesting and um, having that uh, vision in the future so clear and and being able to discern whether that's now or whether you know is the time now to do that um, and then just putting it out there and attracting mm-hmm. the first couple of steps and then walking those steps and going okay now that i'm here what's next and really letting the um letting the i i don't know if it fits in with the the mega mega mind I mean the magnetic mind but allowing the subconscious mind to roll in a way like letting letting the universe guide you Mm. so in that sense um i guess having having all the money in the world wouldn't really help you still got to go through the process
1: yeah i mean you think it you think it will because most of the time You're making decisions and you're going, oh, well, um, no, that's not in the budget. We can't afford that. Uh, We won't get paid until that date. So we can't do that till then. So it is limiting in that way. And ideally, it would be good if we didn't have to wait and we could do stuff now. But I guess you could say, are you ready? Are you ready to have money and to have everything that you want and all your dreams come true?
0: Definitely, yeah. That's a high position to fall from. Yeah. If you haven't put the, you haven't nailed the pegs in, in the appropriate positions, you got a long way to drop.
1: Yeah, I've got some uh, cans of spray paint. I'm going to go out in the, in the paddock and start drawing up my eco village.
0: Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Do you just think of that or is this all, it's been on the plan? It's been on the cards for a little while?
1: What? No, I just thought of it then, but um I do have some spray paint there and I I just thought that would be a good thing to be doing right now because that um you know it starts giving it life and it starts giving it movement. Um and then I mentioned it to a to a girlfriend the other day and she said she knows someone that can help draw up the plans and things and you know little by little it, it yep. starts to you start to draw it to yourself.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's what um, when I say ego, it's more of um, I'm grateful that I have some kind of um, higher power guide in me that I do trust.
1: Yeah, and I I totally believe you when when you say that um, you can get a business and take it take it on and build it into something amazing with no money
0: because yeah. you are that
1: good. I've I, seen I, the work.
0: I do believe it. Like it, things just literally bricks fall out of the sky when they need to.
1: As long as they don't hit you on the head. <laughs>
0: That's what I was thinking. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, maybe I need a nap.
1: Side step.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the but the the steps, things just yeah they they fall into place. You just got to. The thing is, and and it's uh, I keep stretching this out, but the the crazier and more abstract and the more ridiculous um the the goal or the the steps it's it's like the 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 path just gets windier and and more uh more obscene to people that are watching you like you, you you appear to be so much more reckless and almost misbehaving when when you're like no no it's 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 okay like I'm I'm thinking of um you know these 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 epic characters that um what is in the in the aviator I'm thinking who does um Leonardo DiCaprio play, The Oil Mogul. But the, the oh,
1: movie, yeah, yeah. I don't know the answer, but I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's like just people, it's like kind of, I mean, you know, you know in your heart that you're following the, the path and, you know, you get you get a roadblock here and then all of a sudden there's another solution and, and you think how, how could that lead to that and then it just doesn't make any sense to anyone and you look like you're just off the planet, like you, mm. you're, you're having some kind of... Um, yeah, uh, break from reality. But you're so in the zone and you're so on track with your your higher self that you're just you know following the path and making it happen. I guess I'm thinking me um when I when I left Australia and sold all my stuff and moved to Mexico to 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 marry my girlfriend now my current wife. Everyone's like, what? You don't even know this girl. You're out of yeah. control. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. And, and and you know what? I thrive on that. Yeah. When 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 people think I'm I'm nuts, it's even better. It's like, watch this. I can walk on water today.
1: Yeah. I think I've been known for one or two of those types of episodes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quick medicator.
1: Yeah. All right. Should we get to the let's the do it tips? Can you go first because I don't know why it escaped my mind completely this week, but it did.
0: Ah, oh, you, you you're pulling one of my cards. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I I've got some very fundamental and um, important business yeah, business tip to start with, and it's about budgets. I think it's 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 really important that you that you budget, um, and and budgets are kind of they're they're interesting characters because they go they go forward in time and back. So I think part of budgeting is is in a way recording where you're where you're spending money. Um, As well as forecasting what's coming up, because um, in, and I say especially in business, and this is purely my experience, although things seem to be very logical, um, sometimes you, you can be slightly unaware of your actual spending habits. It's like there's always a few subscriptions that you don't think about, and you think, well, that's kind of more personal than business. But you, I think, um, I mean, I'm I'm due to sit down with my accountant and go through what's what's what, and and where where are the lines so that I can really, you know, I mean, it's, it's just a system, just a game, and you know, I'm not I'm not about avoiding paying tax, but if you don't have to, don't, Like, you know, you got to play the game. So yeah, budgets budgets are good. Um, and then, in particular, forecasting what's coming up so that you can plan better and and see see what opportunities are ahead. Uh, my number two is, and this this one I gave away in the in the show, but it's about digging into that relationship with money and understanding where you are, because it doesn't take much to just acknowledging what you might think will will help you access memories that you've forgotten. And and it might be characters from T V shows you watched as a kid that might be in there that help you depict and you know and influence the way you spend money. Um, or just the way you, I mean, I'm thinking I'm thinking the way you are as a kid because it's it's in those early years that you don't really understand what money is and then all of a sudden you realize money limits you and and that's yeah. I, I feel like that's a general thing that you're like – only because I'm watching my kids and they've got – I mean, they're, 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 they're little. They've, they've got no idea. Um, But I'm, I'm trying to put myself in, in my daughter's four-year-old eyes and her going to the shop with me and it's just – I like just to follow her around and see what she does, see what yeah. colors and packages she gets caught on. But it's like there's no understanding of it's like I just get what I want. Daddy yeah. walks into this big building and grabs whatever he wants and walks out and beep, beep and it's all good. Yeah. So – yeah, there's, there's a point, and I'm looking forward to seeing that change in, in my kids so that I can be there and then, you know, recode them, something yes. like that. Um, and then okay. my third tip is um, exit strategy. And I know we, we spoke about this in, in the app as well, but it's it's not just for people in business. It's about pretty much everything you do. So it's pretty – I mean, I'm thinking pull it away from money, but if, if you start a project or you start a job or you even buy a car, it's like you just got to think. At what point am I going to let go of this? Well, at what point am I going to move on? So that you're constantly um, living in a in a in a world where everything has a, a, a an expiry date. It just changes the way changes the way you operate. All, yeah. all of a sudden you're you you. I think it's kind of weird. Would it it brings you back to the now? Like I think you go okay, I'm I'm going to appreciate this because there is a limit of time. Yep. But yeah, the exit strategy for business is good, but just, I mean, I wish, this is something I wish I thought more about when I was working career-wise before I decided to chuck that. Too slow, too boring, got to get in the real game.
1: Yes, well, I remember they, in the government, they'd always say to me, because I I would, I just couldn't cope after about a year of the, the same stuff. I needed something more stimulating. And they'd always say to me, you know, make sure you've got something to go to before you before you leave. I mean, I stayed within the department. Thank God it was a huge department and I just changed um, areas, sections, um, and did something different. Yeah. I don't know how people can sit in those jobs um, year after year, day after day, but, yeah, good for some. All right, thank you for your three top tips. You're welcome. <laughs> Mine that I've just written down in a panic, (laughs) (laughs) how could I forget the tips? I created the tips. Um, All right, number one, know your numbers. So, um, yeah, know know what money you need, how much you need, and anything that helps, um, any data that helps, like sales and numbers and all those sorts of things. Just know your numbers, your costs of stuff. How much it costs for to buy something, how much you've got to pay someone have all of that knowledge in yep. your head all the time. number two is something that I learned in one of my other courses before I met you was um, they talked about pricing your product so that you could meet your living expenses, so that's what you had to do first,
0: yeah, yeah, I think I've done this exercise
1: and i I I just said, what? But I just want to sell it at what the going rate is, not whether I, you know, got to pay rent or whatever. But apparently that's how they do it. And I thought, well, I could see how when you're starting out, if you work out your budget, how much it's going to cost you to live, food and rent and bills, utilities, everything, and then divide that by 12 and then by four, then you'll know how much you need every week and then – how to price your product so that you can meet that each week, and then anything else is the cream on the cake. number three is a bit like your one, a bit like your one of your tips, but um make money your friend because i've I've always found even though that's a bit like talking to the flowers or something it um I think it does help when you have a expectation that money loves you and wants to be around you and you know lots of money wants to come towards you like lots of friends um that's certainly got to help the cause so that's it for me
0: yeah nurturing that network that support network is is a big one
1: yeah yes especially when it's money
0: Mm. This is like me picking off my low-hanging fruit. Hey. Yeah. So th- this was this was a um, and this was an epic episode. It was. Because we, we had a We're false getting start. getting longer
1: and longer. Yeah, that's right. So we don't know how how long this one really is, do we? Or was that um, a two two hours and forty one minutes?
0: I I don't no no no. I've I've only been recording since we started again um, for an hour fifty four now.
1: Okay. Okay. Hour fifty four.
0: Okay. That's that's why I think we're 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 both a little frazzled. We've got to build up our endurance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, like once the internet was working, I think um this particular phone seemed to work better for me here and then you wherever you're sitting.
0: Yeah. I flipped it on the mobile too.
1: So. Oh, okay. So yeah. that I mean, we pretty much had a, a um Wi Fi um free Drama free episode.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to have I think I'm just going to have to get more data. It seems to be less um, temperamental.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the Wi Fi is just crap. Like, yeah. what are they doing?
0: I don't know. I don't know. But that was, um, that was another good episode. It
1: was a great um, episode. I, I, yeah. because of that, that first start, hopefully you'll be able to make something good out of both of them, but see how you go. Yeah. Um, because I I felt we started off on a really good roll. We, we were on fire. Yeah. I mean,
0: considering we didn't really warm up.
1: Yeah. I thought it was I thought we were doing great guns, and then the bloody internet, and I'm just like going, oh god, I can't, I can't, I actually can't understand what he's saying to even try and respond.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a shame because I, I was feeling I was feeling on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, me too. And then when we had to start again, you're like, oh right, well we said that, uh, we said that. But we got back into the groove.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, cool. So uh, episode eight. That was a wrap.
1: I can't believe it. Eight episodes. Eight I weeks know. we've done this. Well,
0: we've got four out. We've got four out now.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: So That's right. It's it's all good. I'll have the other one up. All right. Well, it's um it's almost midnight, so I
1: know. I gotta get I gotta get I've gotta go to Wagga tomorrow, so I've gotta get up early. Wagga. Where's Boga?
0: Uh, it's oh. closer to you than me.
1: Yeah, that's right. It is. That's true. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Great Thanks. podcast. Loving yeah. it. High Catch fives. you later.